2: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to the annual, sixth annual Two Guys, One Cup Chunk Time AFL Podcast Crossover Edition. We are coming to you from Melbourne's Wayne Jackson Studios, Sydney's Rod Carter Studios and the newly commissioned Byron Bay Luke Hemsworth Studios sponsored by AstraZeneca. My name is Michael Chamberlain and joining me is a man Mm. who is disgusted no one took up Basil Zemplis's idea, call to arms, yesterday at the grand final. It's Adam Rosenbachs.
3: Uh, day, Michael. G'day, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us on this glorious Melbourne afternoon. And can I say, it would only have been made a shit ton better. I can go outside and I can picnic with one friend and I'm not allowed to drink, but that wouldn't have mattered if the people of Perth at the 20th 21 minute mark of the first quarter had a stood up and done what basil said and actually <laughs> stood up and applauded and made all of us on the eastern seaboard forget about all our problems that's all basil <laughs> wanted us to do was to make some people happy and the people the sand molesters of wa wouldn't take up that call to arms and now i feel like shit and it's all on them and he had so many things to do after the game he wanted the <laughs> Melbourne players to stand up and say how disgusting homeless people are. And then he, did he wanted, that, yeah. he wanted yeah. Luke Beveridge in his speech to really talk down transgender people and really push his, his, um, you know, his, his thoughts on that. And none of them took it up. And uh, it just, it's solely a grand final. Forget that Melbourne won it. I don't even care about that. I'm just more worried that people of uh, WA, they don't care about us on the Eastern Seaboard.
2: How are you? So, if you don't, if you don't know the full story, so at the twenty-minute mark and the twenty-one-second mark, Basil Zemplis wanted the st- the fans at the uh, grand final to hmm. stand for a minute and clap yeah. to remember the, the the fallen members of the football <laughs> society who couldn't get to the grand final. <laughs> It was absolutely incredible. And, and no one did it, right? Because I, I don't think I had to sound up too loud last night, but no, no one actually did. It. No, and, and the reason they probably didn't do it is because they were watching a
3: really fucking good game of footy and it was a great <laughs> time. And so they went, hey, yeah, you know, I, I know Basil said to do this, but why don't we just stick to uh, watching this great game that's right unfolding in front of us?
2: It's funny how such an unlikable person can be, become the mayor of a town.
3: Whoa, whoa, whoa. Wait, who says he's unlikable? <laughs> well, look at the comments man.
2: that people are putting up here on the, uh, on the Zoom call. And, uh, there's a lot of unlikable comments right here. <laughs> hey, can we bring our next guest, Charlie? Uh, yes, please. Charlie Coulson, uh as sad, this is the interaction he wanted to, me to give. As sad as he is for his friend, he is glad the Saints have been able to drag the Bulldogs down to their level. Please welcome Charlie Clawson.
4: Hello. Uh, it's great to be here. Can you see me?
2: Yes. Hello? Yep.
4: Oh, great. You Sorry, man. I wasn't sure I couldn't, I wasn't unmuted before you. I felt like I was in like a movie where I was dead because you're all talking about me you know? and I'm like, guys, I'm here, I'm here. But I think you had to unmute me. Uh, yeah, look, I've got to say I had two overriding feelings from the grand final. One was like, you know, some joy for the Dees fans quickly followed by bitterness and then a great deal of relief that I don't have to change the opening theme song for two guys, one cup, because if the Bulldogs suddenly had won two flags, that, literally ruins our entire theme song. I'm going to have to re-record (laughs) that. And also just the sense that, you know, maybe, maybe, it's not that the Saints have to win a flag, but just knowing that no one else can win a flag again, like maybe the Buddha was just an aberration, knowing that that was just like, uh, it was just a a fluke that happened in 2016. makes me feel a lot better.
3: And maybe it's just how terrible Sydney are losing that day. Like, really, it was theirs to have, and they disgustingly allowed... Um, The blight
4: that was the Western Bulldogs 2016 campaign. Yeah. Also, just on the Basil Zemplas thing, I wasn't actually aware when people were referring to him as the mayor of Perth. I thought it was like people say Cameron Ling is the mayor of Dreamlink. And then I was like, oh, he's actually doing an official welcome. What's going on here? This joke has just gone a bit too far. (laughs) When did that happen? Like, what are you thinking, people of WA? How did you make him the mayor of Perth?
2: I remember years ago doing it, doing the comedy festival roadshow, and so I did about four weeks of. We were all busy, passage. mate. I know <laughs> you start at the bottom of WA and just work your way up to the top, and um, and I had a joke, and I generally really didn't even know what it meant, but I it was something along the lines. Of, and this was like 2002, so this is a long time ago, and uh, it was just like the opening joke I'd come out with, bit of local, bit mm-hmm. of local to kind of get, you know carry a bit <laughs> of favour, and it was something along the lines. The joke was something along the lines of like, you know, in Melbourne we have a word called fuckwit you know fuckwit you know it's a simple word but in WA you have this so the fuckwit you say Basil Zemplis and the place would go fucking mental like and I you know have to walk for like 30 seconds because the place is going crazy and that was like 18 years ago 19 years ago and so like fucking now he's building all, all the way to mayor and back in 18 years ago you could get a fucking applause line from saying he's a fuckwit. Uh, like, didn't, he, didn't he run on
3: a platform of saying that, you know, uh, coffees will only cost $11 under Basil? And they went, fuck,
5: we are. <laughs> <laughs> yes,
2: I can do local too, mate. <laughs> hey, why don't we bring on a um, special guest, special friends. He's had a tough night. Uh, will Anderson. How are you, mate?
6: I also you know saw so much basil yesterday i'll never be able to have a pesto again like he was in every bit of that fucking day like go away and can i just say this like i am a quiet watcher of a game of football and like charlie goes to the football with me a fair bit and he's a yeller he yells at everybody like the umpires the opposition supporters Pies his sellers. own supporters pie sellers does not matter charlie will yell at you at the football and i'm like you know, the old 1940s housewife to Charlie's like, angry dad. And I'm just like really quiet and just like silently apologize to people when he's got his back turned. And so when I go to like Bulldogs games, like I'm pretty quiet and often I'll only even cheer and stuff like so that I don't look like a weirdo. Like, you know, everybody else is cheering. So I get into the spirit of it. So I don't spoil the fun for everybody else. But Home Alone by myself, like I just watch in complete silence. There's no yelling at the screen, nothing. The only words that came out of my mouth last night, and I swear on my grandmother's like grave that this is true. When Bontempele kicked that goal in the third quarter and BT started talking about how Bontempele was going to win the Norm Smith medal and be one of the greatest Bulldogs of all time to no one in my house. I just said, shut the fuck up, BT. (laughs) And (laughs) like, Never have I wanted, but I was just like, don't say it. Don't, and, yeah, well, and then I went to bed and I assumed we won. So, anyway, good result. <laughs> glad to be here. Well, it's funny. Well, part
4: of me was wondering because we we had talked, you know, before 2016, like, you had never even experienced a grand final. Then the very first grand final you'd experienced was a win. And then I was thinking when the dogs were up, I was like, holy fuck, like, Will may have, uh, might have this experience of only ever going to winning grand finals. Like, now that you've seen the underside of it, like, can you just, Take me through the pain. I know the pain real well. <laughs> I know it real well. But I want to know, like, well, I, I saw. I've seen two nail biters and one drubbing after a draw. What was it like? Did you watch the whole game? When did you switch off? Like, what was your what your what was your threshold?
6: No, and well,
2: he's asking, you know, and he's asking as a friend, by as the a way. friend. He's he's a, a, first, can, I, the, can I can I just
3: ask firstly? When did um? Why didn't Cody Waitman play?
6: Uh, to, to, be, to be fair to Cody Waitman, Rosie, you've got to say he played like someone who'd had concussion two weeks ago, and then in the first minute ran into a goalpost. <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> so right. I reckon he might not have just not quite known where the ball was on the yeah. day. I reckon for poor Cody. But how? So how far did you watch the whole thing? Did you switch off? Because,
4: uh, for instance, to give you my example, yeah. in 2010, the replay when it was all over by half time. I stayed one till the... Half-time, Half sure. sure, sure, mate,
2: sure. I, yeah, I, stay, sure. I, I think 10 fine. minutes into <laughs> the first video <laughs> <laughs> When, when like, got in the No, because I think mate, you do the No, nah, you take shit that day, fucking learn to deal with it.
4: <laughs> you do the that math. Uh, my- I was going to say, do you remember John Friedrich, the guy who, like, stole all that money and then went on the land? Don't you reckon Michael looks like <laughs> that was kind of the police sketches of what he looked like? I'm mean, assuming this, tri- this is meant to be.
2: This is meant to Mexico,
4: it's my, is it? Or is it's my tribute to
2: Mexico and my tribute to Craig Coombs? We've got to work it out. Right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> or differ best on twenty-one dollars I've ever <laughs>
6: spent. Um, I, well, it, look. So it was an interesting game from like a supporters' point of view because obviously they jumped us early and we looked like really sketchy and they were ferocious and like so you kind of do that thing of just going, "Oh well, it's been a good season. We had a crack. I didn't really think we were going to get here anyway. It's all fine." And then just bit by bit in that second, third quarter, you're just like, hang on, we're catching up to these guys. Hang on, we're in front. We're like in front by three goals. And then suddenly you're screaming, shut the fuck up, BT at the television, and your life's over. Yeah. So it was a real journey. It, but, um, it was quick. That that blitz in the third quarter, like did you make it through to the last quarter? Did you watch the whole game? Um, I, I watched like until about halfway through the final quarter right. from the couch, and then I started I, i'm not drinking at the moment as you know charlie but it turns out that like eating a whole tub of gelato gelato is also not a particularly healthy way to deal with your fucking grief but i did so i was by that stage i was eating a lot of the gelato and kind of just half watching in the background going "Oh." And my, I, my thing was like well i guess if the bulldogs have to be there i have to watch but i watched with the same enthusiasm they were being there not very much just going through the motions
2: and how were you feeling yesterday, Will? Like and I know you talked about it in the pod during the build-up, but you know, were you generally confident that they? I mean, I for I for one couldn't pick this one. Like I had no idea. You know, I picked the D's, but I was like, maybe doing that for the story as opposed to you know.
6: Uh, no, I that. I mean I thought Melbourne were a better team all season. I like I said to a mate of mine earlier on in the season. I reckon if we had to play a best of three, we'd win one and they'd win two. And, like, we played them three times this season and they won two and we won one. So I reckon that's probably right. Like, I think they're a better team. I, I My thing with Charlie has always been that our best players, like, if you look at Norton and, like, Bailey Smith and, like, guys like that, they're all, like, 20, 21. Like, their better seasons are still probably in front of them in those key posts. And if you looked at our across the field everyone was just going to have to have their best day tim english was going to have to have the best game he'd ever played and shaggy was going to have to have the best play game he'd ever played and if all that went right at the same time i thought we could win of course because then you've got all those guns but i yeah i I hoped we'd win rather than was particularly convinced that we would
3: is it time to get rid of adam trevor because of the bad luck he brings to the club and every club that he's been at (laughs)
6: <laughs> See, Rosie, you come from the perspective of Carlton supporter. You've just got to understand as a Bulldog supporter, like you guys are like, oh, it's terrible. Your team lost the grand final. And I'm like, my team made the grand final. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm wrapped. Like five years ago, like before 2016, if you'd said to me, you can get into the next five grand finals, you'll lose them all in humiliating fashion. I'd be like, what contract do I have to sign with the yeah. devil to live this yeah. beautiful life? Like second best in like a really tough year like we went all over the country to get there we were in front by three goals you know Mm. like you know nearly till the end of it and then like a better team won on the day I don't feel terrible about it to be honest like I can for comedic purposes for this podcast I will now feel terrible about it but as a Bulldogs fan I I still think it's a pretty fun fun year
2: and you also look at the stats too I mean all the stars kind of uh made a big game. So Petrarca at 39, Caleb Daniel had 37, which is remarkable. Oliver had 33, Salem at 27, and then Trulla had 27 as well and kicked three goals. Like so Trulla's been amazing this year, I reckon, for you guys.
6: Yeah. And by the way, Petrarca, I know we'll get to it, but like sometimes you just get beaten by you remember when he like we said he was going to be a Hall of Famer and we <laughs> kind of laughed yeah. at him a bit and then you're like, oh he was actually being humble. He's going to be better than a Hall of Famer. They're going to come up with a better bit of the Hall that they only let Christian Petrarca hit. (laughs) There was a a moment during the grand final where
4: Bont and Petrarca were both just blitzing, just lighting up the the stadium. And I'm going, so uh, we took Billings in front of Bont (laughs) and Pellet, McCartan in front of Petrarca. Mm, This is great. And a friend of mine actually sent me a text from 2014, a Saint supporter, where we were talking about, should we take Petrarca or should we take McCartan? And I said, I think we should take Petrarca because midfielders win grand finals, not full forwards. It's like, God damn it, how the fuck? If I knew it, how could they... Also, <laughs> <be laughs>
0: the yeah, I
3: not, know. Not, not, not full forwards that can't go to the supermarket for 10 minutes without getting confused. Oh,
4: yeah. <laughs> yeah. Concussion's a serious injury, Adam. I don't know. That's you know. very true. Yeah, you're right. <laughs>
2: hey, uh, what do we think of the uh, pregame entertainer? I, I really liked it. And the halftime as well. Uh,
4: pregame, yes. Halftime boring i thought i was not i don't know who the birds of tokyo were really and then my observation was they looked like the they're like the the kmart version of of coldplay they were they they seemed fine
3: and as someone pointed out they didn't show the goddamn sprint the colgate bring a smile to your face sprint and we fucking they showed a highlight of it you can't have a sprint that's in an arc, in the arc of a smile. What the fuck? This integration is ridiculous. You just have a flat, flat, straight line sprint and that is it.
6: Can, well, can, we, they, can we not combine the sprint and the band playing? Surely. Yeah. <laughs> like you can yeah. have people running around in a circle while Birds of Tokyo belt out some inspirational song in the background. No, that I want to know who, who's the fastest band in Australia. That's right. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I want to see John yeah. Butler and Stella Donnelly in a 100-metre smile. <laughs>
3: What about if the band sets the tempo for it? So if you got like King Parrot playing, so the bet, the players, so they might start off with a slow track and then they kind of make their way, and then King Parrot comes out, and they've got to go flat. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. Can- Everyone loves that idea. Good.
6: <laughs> <laughs> this- you, know I, you know what I loved? Like it was it was such 2005. Like you know. Like, you know, I've just left Triple J. <laughs> like, don't want big day out sort of yeah. like vibe in the music. But my favourite bit, like the Colin Hayes sing-along, you know, where Colin Hayes, like, on a beach, for me, missed the opportunity because you, you've got Western Australian legends of different eras and the biggest Western Australian sing-along legend, this is what I wanted to see the crowded Optus oh, sing-along to. You, you, go, you go to Kalgoorlie. You go to that <laughs> bottle that has the Kevin Bloody Wilson Memorial wank tank out the back. And emerging from that wank tank is Kevin Bloody Wilson, and he just, like, revs up a bit of rooting in the back of the ute or oh, do you fuck on first dates? Yeah. And everyone sings, like, John Butler gets involved. <laughs> know, like, even, you know. even better, Will.
4: They should have just driven a ute into the
6: stadium, like
4: oh, the yes. Bill and Angry Anderson, mm-hmm. and he's yeah. just in the back of the ute. He's in the back of the ute, and what? someone
6: is actually rooting in the back of the ute. <laughs>
2: What about just like giant Vegemite sandwiches dancing?
3: What about if you've got (laughs) if you've got Daryl Braithwaite singing horses, and then you just have all the tradies who've made their way over the Westgate, all across the (laughs) bubble, march into the stadium
2: and just say, "Don't get vaccinated."
3: Dude,
2: dude. Hey, uh, should we see if our special guests are around, Adam? They all they're all there, mate. They're all there. Oh, here we go. So let's welcome on to on say, welcome stage. So, <laughs> uh, as very uh, happy Melbourne fan, and Titus O'Reilly, very happy Melbourne fan. Let's see if we can get them on board. Hello. Hello, folks. Can you hear us?
0: Hello, I can hear you. Can you hear me? Hello. Hey, How are you, mate? Great. great you well, not great. Terrible, but otherwise great.
2: <laughs> yes. Uh, Braden, can we see if you're there? Just talk, right <laughs>
1: Right,
3: have you I, my, I gave you him permission to unmute, but he didn't take it, so I'll have to give it again.
1: Here we go. It's coming at you, Broden. There you go. Here we bloody go. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Oh, it's so good to see you all. I love you all.
4: Oh, here we go. Broden, <laughs> are you still in quarantine or you were out?
1: No, I'm in Cairns. where at the home of AFL. Yeah. Um, I actually – I've been walking around with my Guernsey on for two days and I could – as could very well be wearing a Chechenian dart team's jersey <laughs> for all that fucking anyone up here knows, but very, I'm very happy. So you actually
2: are in quarantine, or you kind of? No, I'm doing a TV show.
1: Or? I'm doing a TV show up in Cairns.
2: Um, I did quarantine down,
1: in Brisbane, and then I've come up here um, and I'm just hanging out in Cairns now. Watched it by myself, um, yeah. and uh, yeah, I've just been on the phone to people in Melbourne for 24 hours, pretty much.
4: Have you watched the replay so yet? Know.
1: I'm watching it as we speak, like legitimately behind you is the Fox footy at, I think it was four o'clock started the next replay. So this is fifth watch for me. Where is um, it up
6: to? Because depending on where it is, I'm interested still. <laughs> this is
1: your time, Will. Yeah. This, it's 16, 16 minutes into the second quarter and you guys look on. I started doing meditation recently. It's all about clarity of thought. And I came to the most pure clarity at halfway through the third quarter last night, where we were down by 19 points. Bonds just kicked one, and it was about the time that Will said, "Shut the fuck up, Bond, uh, BT." (laughs) All I could think was, and I was, I was so upset. I thought we're about to, I was completely heartbroken, and I thought all I could think was, "How the fuck am I going to get out of this Zoom tomorrow?" (laughs) 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 What can I say that's going to make me not be able to go to this? Because I heard about what you did to Dooley. And uh, but uh, no, I'm very happy to be here.
3: Yeah, great. And of course, we've also got Titus O'Reilly, a long-time
7: suffering Melbourne supporter. How you going, Titus? Um, I'm absolutely wonderful. I'm very mindful of last few years Richmond supporters really losing perspective. You know, the, the well, just the everyone ended up hating them. They too quickly a bit of success wow. went to their heads and. I think Melbourne supporters like myself are going to avoid that. I mean, I had a really lovely moment last night when, you know, about half hour after the game had finished, I I gave the staff some time off and <laughs> then come up to the, <laughs>
0: the living room. And
7: have the drink and they hadn't they hadn't been on that floor before, and they were really it was just, it was just a really touching moment. So uh, you like I, I also have the. Uh, Game on here. I'm at the 14th minute, 14 minutes to go in the third.
2: Yeah, and I've got it is, on Popsle as well now. So
7: yeah, I've watched it about eight times, and the thing that just gets to me watching the replay is there's just no sign of what's to come. It, mm. it just there, you know. Often in a game, it's sort of you can see a side started to wrestle back a bit of momentum, or they've started to at least stop the bleeding, or started to you know win the stoppages there's just no sign of that so I was about as low you know as you can be and I'm just thrilled because there's two things in my life I haven't ticked off before yesterday a premiership and losing my virginity and one of them is now ticked off I'm really happier. Hey, Titus
4: can I I was just wondering can I take your shtick of being a long suffering like footy fan now because The Saints have now inherited the longest drought, and I did see Daniel Cherney wrote that we now hold the VFL, AFL record for the two longest droughts in two consecutive eras.
3: 85
7: (laughs) years since
4: we won our first, and then 55 years since we won our last. Well done. I mean, are you okay if I take that from you?
7: Well, it's a bit like Taylor Swift and their back catalogue. Like, I could just sell that to you, (laughs) and you could just do find or replace demons and saints and you know you've got eight eight to ten years worth of gear there that you don't even need to you know change at all
4: yeah well i'll use it for the next 20 years i think the way our recruiting's gone
0: (laughs) i have to say i'm uh... feeling completely ripped off here because i was Look with this podcast. I also was thinking of getting out of it, but I thought no, it'd be great to turn up to this podcast just to see what Titus O'Reilly looks like when he's actually happy. (laughs) He's still morose. He's wearing a white. He's wearing a white
2: t-shirt,
1: no collar, which is very strange for a member. Well, you know, you
7: you know what the the weirdest thing I had this. There was two things. One, we had the earthquake this week, but then the other morning I was uh, had Nova breakfast, which I do and I was listening and a certain Will Anderson was on it. And he said that he hoped the demons lost because he thought I was much funnier for his own amusement when I was in pain. And I realized I'm in an abusive relationship with Will Anderson. Funnily enough, sketch comedy is at its
1: best when uh, when Melbourne's won a premiership. So it's all you know, it's all.
2: Let <laughs> me <laughs> um, turn our attention to you, Chaz, very quickly. Just yeah. by the fact, you know, what was your feelings going into the match? Were you confident? Did you think you'd get up? Look, how you're. Uh, well, 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 you can also be like I mean, I know the grand finals in Perth, but you're a Sydney dude, and so yeah. like you're a bit separate to that kind of Melbourne build up as well. You know,
0: yeah, although I do tend to come to Melbourne when the dogs. Are performing well, <laughs> not, not so much in the past. Although 2016, I was there for that. I was very happy with that. Look, the bottom line is I thought, I didn't think we were we were favourites by any stretch of the imagination. I thought we, it was at best a 50-50. And look, if we're being honest, this it, it really wasn't our year. Like, And we'd already kind of pinched a flag when we weren't the best team in it. And I feel like pinching two flags when you're not the best team in it that's a bit greedy. Like, like we really, we really did it tough to get there, and I was kind of proud that we got there in the first place. I know, I, and also I, I've kind of, I kind of started following the dogs because they were the underdogs. And so if we started becoming a genuinely successful team, winning lots of premierships, I'd have to follow Carlton. <laughs> I didn't want to do that. <laughs>
3: <laughs> we're back, man. We're back. We got posse. <laughs>
0: yeah, <board>. <laughs> yeah. Now look, it was uh, it, it, it like Will said, it was the the fact you got hope halfway through the third quarter. Now, when when Caleb Daniel is monstering Max Gorn, you're yeah. thinking, this might be our day. Can yeah.
4: <laughs> uh... we talk about that moment? Because it looked like Max put a fair bit of sauce on that, right? Like, I think there was a little bit of contact. But that, look, I'm an actor. And I know acting. That was, <laughs> that was some pretty, that was some pretty bad, bad acting by Maxie there. I, I mean, he picked the that... wrong guy, especially, to try and pull off that that manoeuvre with.
0: Yeah, I suspect if the Demons had lost that game, we'd be hearing a lot more about that incident yeah. for the next 10 years.
1: <laughs> he's no Bon <laughs> Pelly in the Amy ad for sure. Oh, <laughs> Did
0: you guys see the story that
2: about um, Stephen May and that the medical staff actually told him, well, kept information from him about how bad his hamstring was? Mm. Did you guys see that? No. Oh.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah.
2: so it's one of the, one of the fitness advisors they he said he had a rather bad tear and he said he felt it in about the second quarter when he went bent down to pick up the ball. But um, the, the medical advisors actually kept the info about how bad it was from him so that he... And so what, did they
3: did they not tell his brain? And he's, they said it's not happening. He's like,
2: fuck, my brain's telling me I'm really sore down there. <laughs> Yeah, they said go and have a few drinks while you're injured. But that,
4: Are you saying the medical staff were gaslighting Stephen May?
6: Oh, you're fine, yeah.
2: mate. No, yeah, what are you talking man. about? You're not, you're it feels
6: sorry. like a clear breach of the rules I'm yeah. hearing. They might have to overturn the entire result. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah,
2: sure. sure, yeah, uh, no, cyber ninjas are going to do a, uh, uh, a recount. <laughs> <laughs> so then, Broden, uh, tell me, that, Broden and Titus, come tell us about your day yesterday? Like, uh, you know, when you get up, I found the wait to 7.15 so painful the whole day.
1: Yeah, I was a nightmare. I woke up and decided to just go for the longest walk I possibly could. And then I was like, then I'll get a coffee, then I'll go for another walk. And then I looked at my clock and it was 8 a.m. And I was <laughs> like, oh great, and only 12 hours to go. So I was at absolute hell. T- Titus and I were actually back and forth thing all day. It was it was
2: utter,
1: utter hell. Yeah,
2: and I,
7: how- it, I
2: it was the- yeah.
7: I hate the night grand final because – and I I I hated it last year because it just sucks everything out before you even get to it. But when your own team's in it, as a lot of people on this call know, it just seems like the longest – and I had gone from waking up in an okay mood to convincing myself (laughs) and quite a few other D supporters that we were just going to absolutely get belted because I was never –
3: should they have had the first quarter at like two o'clock, then the second one at four, then at six and yeah. like spread it out. So yeah. it's <laughs> day twilight nine.
7: I was
1: well, just you- extremely thankful that the longest kick on Fox Footy was available for all of us to watch, just fantastic content.
7: Oh, yeah, the eight, the eight hour lead-in of listening to the Fox footy pundits talk. is <laughs> <laughs> exactly what I needed, you know, that you just just hear some high-level intelligent discussion go yeah. on and on and on. But Broden and I were working each other up. we were we would talk because the one thing I found in the coverage, you know, hindsight's a wonderful thing, but in the coverage, the thing I couldn't believe in all the media analysis and tipping and everything is, the Bulldogs had beaten us the last time we'd played. And people mm. were acting like we were sure of things. And so that that panicked me like nothing else. So by the time the, the thing came around, I was terrible. But by sort of 10 minutes into the third quarter, I, I was absolutely convinced we were done. I was sitting there just so morose. <laughs> um
2: but you looked done. You like it, it really generally is like how far Bulldogs at that point.
7: Yeah, well, not since the not not since uh, Labor tried to take away our franking credits have I been.
6: <laughs> I mean, the more the more that I'm hearing you guys talk about this, I'm feeling okay because the thing yeah. is, I've got like one whole grand final I like watching, and I've got like a quarter, two thirds of a grand final that <laughs> yeah, <yeah>. I quite <laughs> like watching, so it's fine. Well, that and was Brian a Brandon.
2: Um, Host, what do you guys like uh, sitting on the couch? Are you yelling at the TV? Yeah. You...
6: Oh, you I, um,
1: yeah, it's been, the it's been a real point of contention between me and my partner. I've gone through a few coffee tables um, in my time. After
3: wrestling. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> I've got, oh, yeah, no, I, I'm, I'm an absolute shocker. Like, um, yeah, just irrational.
7: <laughs> well, is not you gone through all the coffee tables because you refuse to use a coaster? <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, exactly right. That's what we're talking about, right? <laughs> I tell you what, I was, first quarter, I was standing up, you know, I couldn't sit down. I was cheering everything. Then the second quarter, I was just nervously pacing. Third quarter, up until that 10 minute, last 10 minutes, lying flat on the couch and just <laughs> thinking. Yeah, And the worst thing is, I, I couldn't watch it with anyone. Uh, not because of the restrictions, just everyone said they didn't want to hang out with me. But, um, <laughs> uh, the, I was, and then when it started, it like it just there was that that few minutes where Fritsch got a goal, oh, and man. then suddenly yeah. he started burst, and Jackson went into the ruck, and and I've rarely seen any game just turn that quickly, you know, where yeah. it's sides been. I mean, Bond and Pelly terrifies me at the best of times I mean he's just he has burnt Melbourne he's such a great player the only thing that the only bad side of all of this is I know a lot of Bulldogs fans and like them and I like the Bulldogs as a club so I actually really like the prelim because beating Geelong was just so much more fun (laughs) because you know
6: that was just the best yeah. What is- when Titus says he likes and uh knows them what he means is he employs them to do household <laughs> <Yeah. for them. laughs> some of the best cleaners I've ever had
5: yeah. I don't know <laughs> about you
6: guys but I feel like every every bulldogs fan I know feels
1: like a character from Jack Irish just like this real rusted on beautiful logo <laughs> down by the pub and oh, I was there in 50 <laughs> see. I feel so like I feel so bad <laughs> beating them
0: can, can I tell you guys no no it's not a stat podcast, but can I tell you the most amazing stat? I'm a stat person. The most amazing stat yeah. I saw about the grand final. You know, after the turn. How
3: many know. times Bailey Williams dropped the footy? <laughs>
0: don't even get me started. <laughs> well, you know, Daniel, Carl Daniel actually equaled the finals record for the most unforced turnovers ever. Five. Really? Yeah, yeah. Like he had 26 huh. possessions at halftime, but they're all unforced turnovers. Anyway, and that was because Dale and Williams both shat the bed and yeah. so all the, it all went through him. But anyway, the most amazing stat for me was between the halfway point of the third quarter and the end of the third quarter, when Petraka was just tearing us a new one, do you know the Bulldogs won the hit outs? Seven My to life. six? But oh, I guess yeah. the just got the ball and just went. Well, that was, their, well. tac- that was their tactic. Well.
6: Yeah. We weren't. We just weren't. We weren't used to that.
0: We were just <laughs> we don't know what to do in this situation.
6: Yeah. <laughs> oh God! Has anyone
4: <laughs> seen Christian Petracca actually be brought down in a tackle? Because I saw people lay tackles on him, and he just stands up and yeah. waits for them to let go. Not That's even. Almost- yeah. <laughs> not
3: even a uh, cash converters. They couldn't bring him down there. Like he just <laughs> when he's got a PlayStation in his hand, he moves so smoothly.
2: <laughs> so we've put it up on the pod in the past, but Rosie actually has a bit of a, bit of a past with uh, Petrarca. Just looking at the Fox Twitter replay, it's uh, seven minutes left in the second quarter. The dogs are two points up. I think, Chaz, Will, you might get this one. Oh, um, but Rosie, you got a bit of a history with Petrarca. Did you actually have a meeting when you wrote the cash converters ad for it? No, I didn't have to go down there, but I just
3: I got in Christian's mind and thought, what would he do? When he was being paid a shit ton of money to be in a cash converter, and I wrote a great script. Did you legitimately write that? Yes, yeah. because so I, mean, I wrote, I wrote, sorry. If, on. if only if only Donna need anything, mate, just give me a yell.
1: I was going to say, because I'm, uh, I wrote a football ad that's been on KO all year. Um, oh, did you? The famous. The famous Rusty and Dusty series was uh, was my doing.
2: <laughs> oh, so what's what's that one? I oh, have not got chaos. I say
6: say yeah. go oh, it's um Brett Blake, uh as Rusty, Dustin Martin's cousin, is he? Or his brother? Or oh, they're his they're twin brothers,
1: brother? Will. The I'm brother? sorry that didn't get come right. across sorry, clear bro. enough <laughs> in the <script.
6: laughs> I haven't, I haven't been paying enough. The, the Vito
4: Schwarzenegger thing, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs>
7: no wonder you ended up with a netflix show after seeing that (laughs) broden
4: i um i ate lunch across from christian petrarca earlier this year and i observed he has a tattoo on his calf of a nike sneaker has anyone else
0: seen this yeah, well, I think the Bulldogs midfield saw that a lot.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually, I'm just looking at the footage now, trying to work out if he goes on screen. If he is the socks up or a socks down kind yeah. of guy. You well, t- he's a Titus. looks like a socks down. Boy. Titus, don't you have an RM Williams tatted on the back of your car? <laughs> <laughs> Princess Margaret. It, it's an exclusive sponsorship. <laughs> <laughs>
7: yeah.
6: and, and Chaz, I think you made a mistake before when you said that Titus is not all like you know relaxed today. The more that he's warming into this, the more that that white yeah. T-shirt, yeah. just that relaxed back on the couch, like this is this is the equivalent of Titus Brendan Bowler on Mad Monday style. Yeah, this is the, <laughs> dildo top.
7: yeah, th- this is as full on as I get. But the real pro- the real thing I'm most surprised at is I'm genuinely in shock. Like it's has it sunk you know, in? Yeah, it hasn't sunk in at all. I've had a busy day on the phone. That's the only thing that um, I actually rang. Jay Allen, who is Gillan of Gillan media advisor, who I've known for a long time, he rang me. He was still in Perth. He's heading back tomorrow, and he rang me and said, "Well done and everything." And he had Gill in the car with him. So I, I said to Gill, "I just nice. want can you can you thank your scriptwriters because that was the greatest season you've ever organised
3: because <laughs> I know it was fixed." <laughs> Has there been any vision of like planter boxes being ripped up in Malvern or Bentleys being gently nudged and stuff?
2: <laughs> yeah,
7: no, I, I did love because Melbourne won, there was just no one went out on the street. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> oh. I mean, the Melbourne club and the Australia club was absolutely pumping last night. Yeah. they all of was, Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, well,
4: they okay. tried to walk out into the streets, but they couldn't leave their estates. They're so large. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs>
2: Yeah, some people kind of watch the this, this show Succession and go, oh, Mate. that's about my family. <laughs> yeah. It got so wild at the Melbourne Club, they let a woman
3: in. That's how much our party. <laughs>
7: <laughs> it was a very hey, unfortunate Chaz- moment, I have to say.
2: <laughs> Can I actually ask you guys, um, Chaz, Broden, and Titus, like, uh, I don't actually talk about this on the before, but like, how did you actually become supporters of your club?
0: Um, It took me a little while because as you said, I'm from Sydney and I didn't even understand how the game worked for the first two years because all I had was the commentary from Channel 7 to teach me and that's not very educational.
1: (laughs) you, you,
3: You knew which private school everyone went to. Yeah,
6: and
4: yeah, you have to stick out the dukes if you need yeah. to grab the
1: yeah. ball, right? Yeah. Interrupting Daisy weird. Pierce is part of the rules, is it?
6: <laughs> <laughs> or just just it. Like, because, I don't uh... I don't know much about the game, but I know which of these players have basketball backgrounds. <laughs> yeah, That's yeah, what
2: yeah. I do. <laughs> 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 buy, what? Uh yearbook quote was like, boy oh boy wow wait. <laughs>
0: <laughs> being, a, being a sydney-based afl supporter i did learn very early on though when you leave the game when you're losing which is about halfway through the second quarter for the sydney swans at that point in time in the early 90s but uh the uh, i didn't really have a team for the first few years but then i kind of started with west coast kind of just because they weren't melbourne and i was from sydney but then i realized that they were kind of like the evil empire after about 994, I realized actually they were the bad guys. Oh, fun, uh, I funny, fun,
3: evil empire, Chaz. Got to stop you there. I don't remember, I don't
0: remember <laughs> Darth Vader <laughs> doing fucking lines. <laughs> yeah, was this was, <laughs> was their early 90s though, when they were all kind of robots. Oh, and, right. I, uh, and I, uh, and I, so I was just looking for an underdog. And at that point in time, it was kind of Footscray or Fitzroy. Yeah. And Fitzroy looked like they were checking out pretty soon. So I picked yeah. Footscray. And yeah, and we're kind of turning it around, kind of. For, except for 20 minutes yesterday, yes.
2: And how about you, Braden?
1: I, uh, okay, my yes, granddad. You have the
2: background with your granddad and your dad at the MC. Yeah, my
1: my granddad Pat Kelly worked in the Melbourne Cricket Club on the uh, long room doors for uh, until he died. So it was like from the Olympics um, until, and that until, that until long? he <laughs> Yeah, and he and they he they wouldn't he, he wouldn't. <laughs> He was a shocking employee as well. He used to swear and carry on. But then when I was so, and so Melbourne was kind of, uh, well, yeah, from the start. And I've been with him through all the misery. And then when I was 18, my first job was to go and work on the doors. And I used to, I was so, um, not the right, like, eight, uh, imagine being at the 40 with your mates, being 30 and, um, and watching and carrying on, and then having 18-year-old me walk up to you and go, I want to see waters in between them frothies from now on, mate. You... <laughs> it was legitimately my job. And, and um, I'd go to drama school all week and do, like, monologues and interpretive dance and then come back on the week and go, where's your collar, young fella? <laughs> <I want> to... <laughs> um, so, yeah, so, yeah, very, very rusted on Melbourne family.
2: I actually, I actually wrote down a quote from you guys um, when you were on the pod. So if you look up the archives, round 14, 2019, okay? So I wrote down this transcript. Uh, Broden, the worst people are in the MCC. And I've been waiting True. like 10 years to say something on a platform. The worst pricks are in the MCC. <laughs> but that's everything I've ever said on this podcast. I love it. Michael, so you signed up to become a member? Broden. Broden. Yeah, I'm a member. I've been a member for 15
1: years. <laughs> and, and in fairness, I hadn't really met Titus at that time, so I am sorry about that. Um, but you know, they are they are the worst people. And this is pre the cheese board photo got out. This is yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, they they're just oh yeah. I I don't I I think we have pretty bad fans. I think we get underrated at how bad our fans are. I, I know there are a lot here,
3: but, um, is- but you know, statistics. The yeah. ones in the members, uh, at least. Uh, when is COVID, when is COVID going to sweep through there? Because I really need to fucking improve my membership. Like,
2: I'm yeah. still... <laughs> you you're, know, the- like, two, two years away. Like, I, I think I signed you up in, like, 204. So you're not far away, mate. And Perhaps then so. all of your members' jokes that you've fucking thrown at me for the last eight years... No, I but I can blind. I can do them from the inside. It's better that way, you
4: know. Michael, can I just ask you to adjust that? A, I think it's too tight because your face looks like it's getting very red, but B, can you just adjust <laughs> it so that the, the opening is over your mouth so we
2: can hear you properly? Is that okay? Can you hear me okay? Yeah, that's better. Thank <laughs> you. I'm getting the hair in my mouth. Oh, good. Um, and t- <laughs> t- 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 How did you become a Melbourne fan?
7: Well, I grew up. My my dad was head of the VFA, so we were a VFA no team. way. Huh. and he he'd say, oh, "No, the the, the VFL no good." And so I grew up at a very young age thinking the VFA was the supreme. Who was your VFA team? It
6: was my team was the, was
7: Williamstown. This okay, was, this was before there was any link to so. Barry Round and Alan Rickman and Bane Swan's dad, Billy Swan. and So we'd go to that every – we'd go – I'd go to about five VFA (laughs) games every weekend, and it was rough as anything. And Yeah. And, you know, and it was great football in a way back then, but I had no real concept of – and and Dad didn't have an AFL team because he's Irish. He came out from Ireland. So when I was quite young, the neighbour behind me had a son, And they were a mad Melbourne family and were actually part of a sort of a supporter group called the Eastern Demons. So they said, would you like to come to a Melbourne game? And I said, okay. And I went, it was Collingwood versus Melbourne, full MCG. Um, And I went there and came home and said to Dad, Okay, why have you never told me? <laughs> <laughs> that, that yeah, there's yeah. forty games with more than a thousand people there at
3: yeah, yeah. a windswept <laughs> Williamstown Oval.
7: Yeah, like you know, <laughs> and the, you know, and there's actually it's a, the, the standard is you know about twenty times higher. <laughs> yeah, and uh, so the guy behind me, he, he and because I was friends with his son, he said you can come to any game with us you want and they literally went to everything like we'd go down a card park we go and so from then on i was just poor dad had to go the vfa by himself uh and i'd be at every melbourne game ever since then at first we were okay and i thought well I, i i had no context of the history that i was being you know, that I was sort of semi willingly signing up.
2: So, are you talking? Company Is this in the 80s? 80s the 80s when we Yeah,
7: you yeah. sort of mid to late 80s. And then it just, you know, and then even we had, we, so we had a good trot there for a while. And I, when we lost to Hawthorne in the 88 grand final, I was even like, well, you know, this is the beginning of something. Yeah. Did and you it, go to that game? Was the, was, I didn't go to it. We did watch it, but it was certainly I couldn't get a ticket. Yeah. I wasn't as connected as now. I, uh, I, I, I was, I was, I was at that, that, that
3: game too. I, that's where I saw my first ever naked lady.
2: There was a streaker in front of me.
7: Yeah. Well, the first game, the first Grand Five,
2: and that was one and done. By the way, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 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 the, the
7: first one I ever went to was the nineteen ninety Collingwood victory. That was the first grand final I ever went to and uh, God, I I saw some things that day that was absolutely amazing. That was when the Southern stand was being built and didn't have a roof and uh, so then I just so then it's just then I've been a fanatic ever since and it's been um, it's all been worth it but I didn't I couldn't say that yesterday. Yeah, (laughs)
4: I I was going to ask like Broden and Titus, when the Doggies won in 2016 and I was talking to Will about it and just trying to get a grasp of what it's like, what it's like to experience it. And Will said something along the lines of, well, he's topped up now. He reckons at least they could go another 20 years and not see one, but he reckons he's been topped up. I know it's hard because you're in the afterglow, but do you feel topped up? Do you feel like you could sort of go again without seeing one for a while and that's okay because you saw that one?
1: Right now, I think lifetime. I don't need to see another one. That was my deal yesterday and I happily, uh, I I would never, I'd be
7: happy if I never saw one again.
5: Yeah, that's, that's how i feel it.
7: today <laughs> yeah i at i went to i was i worked at the 2016 uh grand final and sat next to this lady who was 73 years old bulldogs fanatic and she was there by herself her husband had passed away and she didn't have anyone to go with and so i ended up sitting next to her we're, we're dating now. Um, but anyway, we... Uh,
4: Is that the same woman that Adam saw naked?
7: Yeah. <laughs> but, but sitting next to her and watching, like, I said it's about halfway through the fourth quarter, you've got this. And she was like, don't, nut, nah, I don't know. Shut the so, fuck yeah. up, mate. Yeah. Shut yeah. The fuck yeah. Up, well, she was sort of like, she was almost like holding my hand and going, do you really think so? And I'm like, yeah, yeah. And she's like, oh. And so seeing it there, I always wondered what it was. But last night, it was different because you weren't there and you weren't able to celebrate with everyone afterwards. Yeah, and that would suck. Yeah. So I, now I'm, I really want to see one live. Mm. But, but that all said, just there's something about not dying without seeing one. You know, like you just, <laughs> you know. Oh, my um, God. Yeah. <laughs> that, that used to, it's amazing how much that would weigh on my mind that yeah. all this was for absolutely nothing. It okay, so really that, did.
0: So that's what Tiger sounds like when he's happy. He talks about death.
7: Yeah. <laughs> yeah <I can't laughs> Mortality. Well, I, I still, look, you I look at the, me. I'm not gonna I'm not lasting long. You all know this. So. Well, I, I, have
4: the, I have the footy record. My dad was at the 66 grand final and I have that footy record and I look at it and I'm like, this that's is... Not- like, you know, he got to see one flag before he died, but the clock's ticking, man. Like my dad died when he was in his late 50s. So I've got like less than 20 years like, oh, geez, know, <laughs> to, to get a flag. So the pressure is on. And I and I do feel like it'll be a waste of time. Like it's hard to explain to my wife who doesn't really follow football why I've dedicated so much time to this thing that has never, ever brought me any joy. Like even Adam can like, point back to the the blues of what, 25, 26 years ago? And so, yeah, we got that. I don't even have that in my lifetime.
7: And people say, well, it's the friendships you make along the way, but that's not true. It's- no. <laughs> <laughs> I'd, I'd say this genuinely. I have never felt so
1: un, such unbridled happiness as the last 24 hours. Like I, 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 like just with no connections or strings attached to it, I'm just so
4: happy. Wow. Mm.
2: And I'm just looking at the uh, Foxtel uh, replay now. So the halftime, the dogs are 47 to 39.
6: So Chas and Will, I think you're a real chance. Yeah, I I love live score updates for a Foxtel replay. (laughs) You know, the the worst thing was about like about halfway through the final quarter was knowing that you had to be a bigger man. Like, so I said that was when I started sending off my congratulations text messages to people. And I was, my heart wasn't in it. Like I was. <laughs> I really was like keeping them real short, like you know Charlie Cameron on Twitter, like brevity of words, mm-hmm. and it was. So anyway, I probably should have put my glasses on because UK comedian. Russell Howard sent me a message going, what the fuck are you talking about? Uh, because I meant to send one to Russell Howcroft. <laughs> <laughs> and so he got this message of me going, fuck me. They're too good. Fuck Christian Petrarca. And he's just like, I don't really <laughs> know what this means. I,
3: I, wonder, I wonder if Billy Brownless was five, went off to Gary Lyon
2: just to go. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, say, I don't know. I've watched the footage a few times and when Gary went to pick up the cup, uh, I don't know if you saw on the footage, but there was a wallet. Is
0: it? He <laughs> was like, "Whoa, whoa. Which, one? which one? Do I touch? Which one?" <laughs> I gotta say, I'm, going. so just quickly, I'm just say, I was gonna say it's the direct opposite of Will, actually, in that I love sending off the congratulatory congratulatory texts during the fourth quarter because it was a great distraction from watching the football. <laughs> so I spent the entire quarter just sending texts to anyone I possibly could. It's so many vague, even even Geelong supporters saints support doesn't matter everyone who's all in my text text uh, file just got a text 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 for the entire quarter i just couldn't text enough
2: and i I hate to bring up bad memories chas and will and stuff but i think we've all experienced this in our lifetimes like that moment on the sunday morning when you wake up and you go you're kind of
6: getting out of your haze and you go
2: oh we lost the grand final like it's the worst feeling in the world isn't it
6: I oh, yeah. so, like yeah, last night, because my partner, she's got no interest in football, but she like has a passing interest in me. So she was trying, <laughs> she was trying to try like in her way, you know, she so she I because she doesn't really understand the game. She goes, Well, they've always been shit, so they yeah, you know, we're just shit again today. And I was like, Well, that is kind of true. That is me, <laughs> yeah. that she goes, Why don't you just start barracking for the team that won? I was like, That's not how it works. But, <laughs> but I had you know got a, a little care package from Willie Rioli yesterday for the game, and so like last night I was, I was pretty chill about the whole situation. I was like, you know what, I'll just go to bed. Yeah. I spent the oh, evening with know.
3: Chad Fletcher,
6: so I'm a bit <laughs> <laughs> I but, but, yeah. This morning when I woke up and realised oh, I'm going to have to delete a lot of podcasts from my feed this week. Yeah, yeah.
0: But for me, for me, it made me feel a little bit better to think about. The winners of the situation, who of course thirty-six short, Jean Alistair Clarkson's friends. Yeah, the
2: big he, he's, he's turned corporate shill, hasn't he? All of a sudden, <laughs> <laughs> still in the gym. He's gone from he's like on. Ah, oh, uh, you know what? Actually, would be worse than being Carlton coach. Than selling uh, my mate's gin.
0: <laughs> like honestly, every interview he does. He'll, like, he'll answer one question about who he thinks is gonna win, one question about <laughs> whether he's gonna catch Carlton, and then and then answer one question for eight minutes about <laughs> gin. That,
6: that's why it fell apart at Carlton, because he went in for an interview and said <laughs> question. And I just wanted to talk about gin.
3: Hey, <laughs> powerful. Hey, hey, we would have we would have made him a gin ambassador in a heartbeat. <laughs> <One of the laughs> <extra couple laughs> of
2: yeah. Hey, we'll wrap it up shortly, but um, maybe I can ask uh, our Footscray friends and our Melbourne friends, like, where do you see it going next year? Like, where do you see it going next? I mean, I know from my personal experience, like when my team loses the grand final, they then go and win the next three. Um, <laughs> how do you <laughs> see it for the, for the Bulldogs with the Melbourne? We'll start with you, Broden. How do you see the future?
1: Uh, uh, consuming all the media that is currently available, uh, so offsiders and the Sunday footy show and a couple of podcasts, I've been informed that we're about to start a dynasty. I don't, uh, no. you know, don't, so um, you know, that that will be
7: exciting to watch over the next few years.
2: How about you, Titus?
7: Uh, I'm I'm still very much in the recalibrating my brain to understand what's even going on. I mean, considering how bad we've been and just the debts to yeah. to win one. I mean, the I. I don't, I'm not getting greedy yet. I mean, my my things. My two biggest aim this year is win a premiership and leave my house, and I've done that. <laughs> Going to get to the second one soon. So, I mean, the idea of winning another one and another one, I mean, we all know this, everyone on the court, except for Michael being a Hawthorne supporter, is it's really hard to win a grand final. So, uh, you know, I'm just soaking in this one. And if we win two or three, I mean, Melbourne's going to be the worst people in the world. Yeah. Oh, can you imagine?
1: Can you imagine the heel turn?
2: Yeah. It was, <laughs> how we, it was funny how worse. quickly we began to hate Richmond. And it was like, they've been in the wilderness for 37 years. And then all of a sudden they went to like two flags. And we're like, a, oh, fucking Richmond they had it too good.
7: <laughs> yeah. Like our, our stereotype already is we're rich, we are alpine enthusiasts, and we love cheese. And so you add add win all the time to that. And we will be the most hated people on the planet. We will make the Taliban seem popular. So, (laughs) (laughs) do you feel that Mark
3: Neal hasn't got the kudos he deserves for starting this all? (laughs) Hey,
7: Paul Ruse
1: replied to my DM today. I DM'd uh, DM'd Paul Ruse like enough. I said, thank you so much for everything you've done. I love you so much. You're the best. And guess
7: what he wrote back? Who is it? Thanks. <laughs>
6: wow! So that's no. not, that's, a free, that's you you'll be getting an invoice for $20,000 <laughs> <laughs> Hey, um maybe we could
2: um hear from a special guest Yeah, uh, I've got a
4: call coming I through think. now. I might Have just Have you think um, I got a call coming okay, through. I'm going to let's see if we can um,
8: wrap up. Oh um, Oh, bonjour, <laughs> it is me, the little Frenchman, Marc Lacroix. Marc
2: Lacroix, everybody,
8: amazing. Wow,
2: wow. wow. wonderful amazing. Game
8: yesterday, the Bulldogs and the Demons put on. Now I have some observations, I hope you mind, this time I've actually written some things down rather than going off the cuff. <laughs> <laughs> it work out so well last year, so I thought <laughs> maybe... I'll just go I have some observations if you uh, indulge me.
6: Yeah, Titus, <laughs> by, Titus nice. by the way, just please sit back and see how a real professional. Does <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. Sorry, I don't know what happened there.
8: Ah, no, Will, I am so sorry. Commiserations about your bulldogs. They you, are French and the bulldogs. We have a lot in common. The red, white, and blue, obviously. The cultural diversity. And a complete capitulation when things get. Up. <laughs> But I like a lot of the Bulldogs <laughs> players. I like Caleb Daniel, as I had like to call him, Petit Monsieur. <laughs> what was he doing with Max Gonzo? Totally terrible. I thought, come on, this is not David <laughs> Sorry, I forget what accent I'm doing sometimes. <laughs> this is not David and <laughs> it's Caleb and God. Anyway, moving on. <laughs> I'd like to suggest some changes, or oh, will for 2022. First of all, the Bulldogs. It's an English scumbag dog. Why not the French Bulldogs? <laughs> Secondly, <laughs> La Bonne. Can we rename him La Bont? <laughs> Thirdly, <laughs> Bailey Smith. Can he change his name to Eiffel Tower? Because when I go to his Instagram, I like to get an Eiffel of his tower. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Is this
3: written? Is that what you're saying? As opposed to last year?
8: <laughs> now, <onto the laughs> demons, brother and Titus, Congratulations. Viva la Demons! It's <laughs> dominated the 50 meter arc de triumph. <laughs> Finally, the demons can enjoy their fromage platters. 57 years without a flag. That is a kind of existential pain that only a Frenchman can understand. They broke their doubt as easily as your government breaks submarine contracts. <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> oh, wow. um,
8: before I say au revoir, <laughs> can I just say that Halftime Entertainment was muleed. Absolute muleed. <laughs> what is wrong with a bit of mine? Huh? What is wrong with the birds of Tokyo doing a bit of Edith PF? <laughs> Basil Zumkiss, that son of a bitch. I've got nothing more to say about him. And finally, Cody Waitman, Cosie Pickett. That is proof that Markley doesn't is still the greatest small fo- small forward to have ever played the game. And now I must go. I must bid you a fond adieu. Oh,
0: Oh, Mark
8: LaCroix,
0: ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. I mean, Charlie, maybe back on the line there. Now you know why I stopped going for
6: West Coast. (laughs) (laughs) Can I just say that, you know, Broden, like a world-renowned, you know, sketch comedy genius, to have to watch that, (laughs) must feel like when the (laughs) AFL players watch the little league kids play. (laughs) That's what (laughs) of those. (laughs)
1: <laughs> no, nah, I was real cute, mate. No, nah, good yeah. stuff, Charlie. Good on you, mate. <laughs>
6: Look, I, I, I put, should be putting
4: a medal around your neck. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Folks, I think on that note, we should hit the road. Uh, we want to send our love to Broden, to Titus, enjoy your glory, our commiserations to Will and to Chaz and to Charlie, you're never going to see one, and to Adam. <laughs> <you're> <laughs> never in gonna see trust, years, mate, in Voss we trust, mate. In Voss we trust. Thank you so much, everybody, for joining us. We'll uh, hit the road. Hey, why don't we, um, Titus and Brian, why don't we get a bit of the old the old song going, hey? Huh? I got the stuff sure. up here. How about i lead you in? Here we go. This will be great. One, two, three. It's a grand
1: <laughs> old flag. It's a high-flying flag. Jesus up Christ. It's the emblem the for and me and, and for and you. you. I'd hang up now if I was yeah. you It's <laughs> the emblem <laughs> of <laughs> the, <laughs> <and> <laughs> the <laughs> love. Get out. the red and the blue. Every heart beats be true the For the red and the blue As we, as we sing the song to you what do we Should old acquaintance be forgot? Keep your eye on the red and the blue See,
2: folks, Thanks for joining it's very kind of you <laughs>